Welcome to the Anxious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Broadhead. This podcast will teach you new and exciting ways to make money that still leave time and energy to do the things that matter most to you, like spending time with family, traveling the world, hiking Mount Kilimanjaro, or in my case, producing a series of ever-improving feature films. We'll be interviewing wildly successful entrepreneurs and amazing movie-making filmmakers to figure out the best ways to make a lot of money and the best ways to use that money to live the life you've always dreamed of living. To see short videos of the best moments from this episode, go to at AnxiousFilmmaker on TikTok and at TheAnxiousFilmmaker on Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to download my free guide on the 14 ways to afford your dream life without really trying from our website anxiousfilmmaker.com now let's get the episode started today's segment is stonk tonk where two imbeciles with no formal training in anything remotely related to finance wax poetic about how to the moon stocks will go such as gamestop amc and any others that show up on wall street bets we used to be long-term investors and then we got caught up in the hype lost several thousand dollars in the process and now consider ourselves well morons but excited morons follow our advice at your own peril allowed me allowed me to download uh, one video every six months <laughs> dude i still have napster downloading at the house i almost have a whole blink 182 album downloaded <laughs> i was sick man you remember when like we were so stoked when your internet would hit 25 megabits per second yeah. Wait, no 25k yeah <laughs> yeah Dude, we were stoked when like AOL would log into the internet. Yeah, those were the days. Our kids will never, kn- our kids will never know the bullshit we had to listen to in order to log on to the internet, <laughs> or the stupid pictures to load to look at porn. <laughs> Welcome, you've got mail. What a cool, what a cool concept. It was porn? like. It was a, oh. yeah, obviously that's a good market. Um, yeah, but how like, many hours do you guys have left on your free AOL like hour membership? Two point six billion. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> I but, get like, uh, I, I can get a few more hours if I go to the ditch next to our old house. <laughs> <laughs> you get like one of those like three million CDs you stole to throw at people. Yeah, dude, if I wasn't gonna steal them, who was gonna use them at all? Yeah, that's a good point. I you at guys least got some joy out of them. You guys watch window. You guys watch the Euro Cup at all? I'm just, watching. Dude, it it will never stop pissing me off that they just continue to call it the 2020 Euro Cup. I know, right? I'm what like, am I watching, watching the wrong fucking replay? <laughs> I know. I, same thing. I'm like, guys, we we get it. it. It's a year late, but it is 2021 like you can just be like put an asterisk somewhere <laughs> like like say what you want about america but like we're not that fucking stupid <laughs> like oh no we got to call it the same date that it should have taken place you, you know that there was some dumbass like thinking behind it we don't want to confuse people yeah i don't know dude that would have been like a dope uh you know, one of these is not like the other. You're just going through all the records. You're like, all right, these are all even numbers. 
wait a minute, what's this? This guy ends in a one. Yeah. What is going to be sick, though, is that the it, it, you have the Euros and then you have the World Cup immediately following. So, yeah, that's going to be sweet. Yeah. We should have we should have had the pandemic last another year and then had them simultaneously. <laughs> it would be sick. Yeah. <laughs> it would be sick. I mean, they're not calling the Olympics the 2020 Olympics, right? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past anyone. I get at this point. Weird. All right. Cool. Do you guys all update your uh, spreadsheets? Yeah, sure, sir. <laughs> you gotta know when to hold them. Yeah, John. While we're making sure that we already did that, why don't you tell us about yours? Well, uh, I'm down almost an eighth, or uh, almost a percent <laughs> from uh, last Tuesday for my magic formula. Not so magical after all. Now is it, Joel? Not so much, (laughs) Joel. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no. uh, Some of the picks I I picked up last week are are doing okay. Uh, Some of them, not so much. Yeah, so far uh, I'm uh, pretty even. Got a nice, solid, almost net zero (laughs) growth. Over four God, months. your secrets. That takes well, talent. I'm not losing any money yet. That, yeah. Hey, that's something. I think, yeah. Didn't JP tell us about this? It's called a value trap, John. Did you look at JP's three episodes? He, he, I think John Paul called it a value snatch. Ah, that mm-hmm. sounds more on brand for JP. <laughs> but like, he would only say that to us if we were like 11. <laughs> yeah. We're much older now. He's like, you see this one, this one's a reasonable price. It's called a value snatch. <laughs> um getting canceled. <laughs> it, it, you can't cancel me if we're no one's watching. <laughs> but yeah, if you say something cancelable and no one's there to hear it, did you really say it? Yeah, you still get canceled. Yes. Oh, damn it. But cancel police are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so going back to the magic formula, uh, mm-hmm. of all of the options that I had available, I pretty much just chose the middle ones. <laughs> some That's of fair. them uh, are exploding. Some of them are absolutely getting destroyed. So it's it's pretty much a complete crapshoot. It looks like so far. Well, I mean, some. So one of the things that you notice on some stocks is that they, some of them have pretty consistent growth. Um, yeah. And then some of them will just all of a sudden take off. Like I noticed today that uh, Nathan's, which was one of the um, magic formula stocks. Uh, hey, it's actually think, up. Yeah. It started to move today and I was like, shit, I should have not sold so many of those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was down for a while. It was down for a while. And, and as soon as it started to break even, I'm like, I'm getting out of this fucking shitty play. I remember when I started this uh, Franklin Wireless. Wait, like, I mean, I, this one was like 20%. And so I was like, ah, oh, I totally should have bought that. And now it's down like almost 50%. <laughs> yeah. From that same point if I bought it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
it's hard to know what's going to like move. You know, sometimes you just get a stock and it just moves. Yeah. Like bib. Yeah. Well, that's, that's crazy. I mean, I just don't like these pharmaceuticals. They just seem so fucking ridiculous and hit or miss. Yeah. That's I why mean, it's like I said, uh, there's um, some folks just buy like a bunch of the pharmaceuticals in like a certain market. And yeah. then they're just like, well, one of them's gonna hit. John, do you ever buy stocks that you like enjoy their products and or services? Uh, Amazon or Disney? Disney. I believe it's or... a G. It's a Disney. Microsoft. <laughs> so yeah, those. How how much of your portfolio do you think that makes up? Like stocks that you actually use. I I mean I actually investing and in starting into invest which is what i kind of started doing this february mm-hmm. what i don't know less than five percent yeah if that but my positions think, will be bigger that's important i guess you don't because it's only five percent i mean well i i don't have the capital to make it the positions that i want oh really yeah so but i mean <clears throat> I, I i don't know it, it to me it just depends on what the company has, if they can have a lot of free cash flow, and they are consistently growing revenues and being able to either reinvest in themselves or if they pay off a dividend and still just continue to grow, then those are really good factors. And obviously the moat, if they can pretty much just ward off anyone who might try and take over their territory and just continue to absolutely kill it why not continue to invest in them? Mm -hmm. But there are a few other companies like that that I just don't like just because where they, what they do or or how they operate. I mean, a lot of the energy companies, I I don't ever want to invest in oil or anything like that. I just, it's probably going to be really good for the short term, like next five years or so. Mm -hmm. But if anything starts kind of turning over and the renewables start getting cheaper, then it's not going to be good for a while. Well, could you make the argument that, um, that what oil would likely do if renewables, be, like let's say solar became cheaper or let's say battery technology, at some point battery technology is going to make a big jump, right? Um, and it's, it's going to make uh, electric cars way more viable which is going to be amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But we're still going to need oil. So you can make the argument that what oil suppliers will do is what they do now is they all agree to ratchet down um, production, right? So it, it, the question is, can they ratchet down production like 50% so oil stays at the same amount? Or can they, or can they even agree to do that and then like how badly can all those countries bleed uh, in order to do that? You know, the, the question is, is like oil will be ridiculously cheap or it'll be the same price or even higher because they're, they're going to say, well, now that, you know, we don't need it, we don't need to produce as much. And so people will be getting out of the market. So it'll become more expensive. I mean, that's a terrible way to run a business. Well, I mean, that's how they run it now. <laughs> okay, yeah, and 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 they have a lot of weight to do that, but because they're they're 
stopping a lot of development and not allowing things to go, but things are, are coming along. Wind energy may power a lot more shit than uh, coal or, or, or oil. And so eventually they're going to have to try and find another method to make money because they can't uh, draw blood from a stone uh, forever. So yeah. well, what can think about that story like last week or the week before where like one hedge fund manager or like one little hedge fund convinced all of uh, mobile Exxon to like stop being such assholes. Did you guys see that story? Hear that story? No. Yeah, like uh, somebody who owned less than... Uh, it uh, came up, but I didn't read it. It was like less than 0.1% they owned of ExxonMobil. They convinced BlackRock. I believe... No, give, them, give them a seat at the table. Huh? Yeah, they're, they're part of the, the, like, the board. Yeah, yeah. They, became a board they, convinced, member. they convinced BlackRock, who owns like a controlling share of ExxonMobil, to like... Uh, was it like carbon neutral in like 10 years or just like start a larger emphasis on renewables it was something like kind of major like insane hmm. i mean we'll see what happens uh, i mean i i don't know how that whole operation works but i have to assume after a few years maybe they can vote to keep them on or vote to kick them off or maybe it's just a kind of publicity stunt to kind of appease john people my not to interrupt but it was just it made me think that um isn't your like holdings primarily just for a year for the fantastic formula yeah uh pretty much the whole concept is just to try and catch the wave of stuff moving up and then sell it off so if you're holding it just for a year like i mean you don't think oil is gonna and keep on going back to i'm not trying to defend oil i really don't mm-hmm. care so um is you don't believe that oil is going to be like dropping precipitously over the next year, right? No, no. I, I mean, this, I've got no basis in fact, or I can't give you any hundred percent solid arguments, but just my gut feeling is mm-hmm. that, yeah, uh, due to kind of like AMC and, and, and GameStop, a lot of younger people are starting to invest. And so there's that, kind of headwind of like oh well we don't want to invest in stuff that like we like and will be renewable but the thing is like i don't see the oil companies going down anytime soon there's really no massive legislation that's really forcing them to do anything nothing really in the pipeline either so until when something happens and and someone stops using their shit they're going to be fine yeah well, I mean, they, they recently had an uptick due to, you know, the ratings of, uh, I mean, they were able to all agree on reducing the amount of production, which helped prices stabilize. And then AAA said a bunch of people were going to be driving. So the market reacted to that. And so mm-hmm. oil had a nice little few days, uh, like two weeks ago. So um, it, it clearly isn't dead, uh, but it, it is... Um, it is interesting though. I, I do think that you're right that a lot of younger folks are going to say, I don't want to deal with oil because, you know, over the span of my lifetime, uh, I grew up thinking oil was like, you know, 
uh, all just evil people running those companies, right? Um, you know, it, more or less, right? Like, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't necessarily think that people are like bad people. I just think that the company, by and large, supports um, things that are not necessarily best for the environment, right? The, the, the yeah. track record isn't the best if you look at oil across <laughs> the board. Um, so, you know, but I tend to um, divorce my 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 thoughts of what um you, uh, what i think about a company or what they do from like actual whether or not it's going to be a good investment myself i don't have any money in oil but i did have money in uranium and i just thought eh, it could be a good investment <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't think yeah i don't like necessarily support uranium but i don't like not support uranium uh the oil to me just seems kind of boring. Uh, like I have plenty of boring investments and, and that's not something <laughs> that I want to get into. So, yeah. Um, no, I mean, the oil energy companies, oil companies, they pay a crazy high dividend because there's no innovation. I mean, what could they possibly do to continue to own more of the market or really kind of drive sales even higher? other than they're already monopoly on shit. So they're just like, all right, cool. We'll just kind of stranglehold this for a while and pay everyone who wants to take this ride. Yeah. And so in that regard, yeah, you can probably make some decent cash on it and, and invest in that and grow and be pretty happy with that or use that uh, dividends to buy other shit that you want. So yeah. it's not a bad investment, especially for the next 10, 15 years. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah I'm, I'm, right, I'm right with you there. I, I, I just don't. I'm, I'm just not excited about any of it. No, but I mean, the majority of shit that I invest in, I'm not really excited about. But I know it's gonna work. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, ideally, it should. Yeah. Um, Chris, did you, did you make any purchases? Uh, per chance, I did. Well, I sold. Uh, about 75% of my AMC. I still have 40 of them. And I Ooh, bought... paper hands. What the <laughs> <is> this, man? <laughs> this man's hands. <laughs> you can uh, find my only paperhands.com slash Chris Broadhead's beehole dot com. Clown penis dot parts. I'm just glad that we were able to convince you to to get your initial investment back. Yeah, I I mean for the most part I got most of it back. And I, I <laughs> you was doing back in, didn't you, you son of a bee. No, I I didn't. I didn't. I I, I thought about it though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, this would be better suited if I bought more. Yeah, but yeah, I sold. Sold 75% of it and bought a bunch of Apple. I bought some Boeing, uh, some Airbnb, some some Canopy Growth Corp. Because I heard that if uh, weed is legalized nationally, then um, it should have a similar trajectory to uh, FanDuel, which went up 800% as soon as gambling was made legal nationally. So, hey, did Cameron ever send you that text, that text about Fandle? 
Yeah, of course. He sends it to the, the, the group fantasy chat like every day. <laughs> I, I know. I was just kidding. <laughs> That's actually what I miss most about fantasy football. Not even the cute players. As do I. <laughs> Why well, I miss that too? <laughs> but I think I just saw a headline that uh, Biden's looking to do a federal law that just uh, decriminalizes marijuana. Mm-hmm. So that'd be, good. that'd be awesome, and it, and it expunges all the records too. Hell yeah, that'd so, be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would go. I would make a penny if that happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, the thing is, like, it's still on a federal level. Like, they can't bank. <clears throat> so, all these weed dispensaries, they have to have just a vault full of money because no bank will accept their cash. Well, think about it, John. I'm going to go up 800% and I'll buy uh, some guns and I'll rob all of the marijuana distributors. Cool. And, well, it's it's just, and then smoke so, over. <laughs> That's uh, <not> <laughs> uh, But uh, no, I thought it was interesting that uh, Sturm and Ruger was on the uh, magic formula list the last time. What is that? And they're already up 8%. That's a uh, Ruger, the uh, gun company. Oh, dude, would you guys invest in a gun company? Nope. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I feel like Mike already has. <laughs> I totally would. Yeah, why wouldn't I? I, I, I did buy a position in uh, Altria Group, the cigarette company. And I'm like, I don't know why I did that. And I sold out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a nice, nice it is and they, they have a really good dividend but i just i don't know it's it's hard for me to separate that from my investment i don't know i, I just don't well, want to well like here's here's what i tell you is that your however many shares you had it makes no difference i mean yeah I mean, it, neither do mine, right? Like uh, even all of our shares together, if we were to pull uh, all the bit of money that we have, all like all like 20 grand that we have together and we buy a stock in one business and like we pull it out the next day to teach them a lesson or whatever, like they're not going to care. Like no one, no one's even going to notice. So yeah. like, you know, I, 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 I uh, know that, that that's not, a flawed, yeah. And it's a flawed argument in some ways because you know, if everyone thinks like that, then of course it doesn't make a difference. But like, you're not being the change, my friend. I, I just don't like the business yeah. model. I mean, I, it if it just, I don't, I don't like it. So I just don't want to get involved with it. You know, uh, don't gun stocks go up in value when a Democrat uh, is in office? Yep. I don't know. They've been going up for a while now. <laughs> yeah. But they, they go somebody told me they go down when like a republican gets uh because no one's worried they're gonna take their guns away oh well actually so like when covid happened there was a huge like gun purchase like you couldn't buy guns in like any of the gun stores yeah or bullets or bullets and and then Biden got in and started taking away all of our guns no, I mean, but then like people get concerned and like, I get it. Like here, here's the thing though, right? Realistically, guns aren't going anywhere. Like I, I know that we talk about like regulating guns and getting rid of them, but they're, they're just, they're just not going anywhere. Like they, they're, people are going to have guns in this country. We're just going to, 
we're going to be one of those countries for as long as we're alive, unless like we enter into the matrix <laughs> that, and even if, even if we enter into the matrix, we're going to have guns there too. <laughs> I just don't foresee us ever getting rid of guns. Believe me, if anyone's ever been vocally um, anti-gun, it's been me. But I've also come to learn to enjoy the Second Amendment, and then I have a few hundred guns myself. <laughs> have you ever shot a gun? Oh, you shot, shot a gun shot with you. With, <laughs> with our new dad. I, I, have, I have shot a gun. I shot a... <laughs> I shot a gun. Um, I've shot Glocks. I've shot handguns. I shot AR. Teams. Um, shot a bazooka. <laughs> wow. Talking rocket about launcher. SOCOM right now? Maybe. What's that? Are you just talking about SOCOM right now? No, I, I've shot a lot of guns before. Like, like a whole lot, like probably more than you guys. <laughs> yeah, I think I've shot one gun. <laughs> what, so, what gun did you shoot, John? I shot it with you. That's the only gun you shot? Mm-hmm. That's a Whatever. lot. One. But Mike, what what'd you invest in this week? Well, let me take a gander. Um. I know you were telling me uh, hilarious, fully full. I feel like you you were like a little depraved, and you you've gone like full depraved. Hello's <laughs> face just froze right there. Oh well, <laughs> I I that's am, terrible. Uh, I am very depraved to say the least. Um, so let me just give a little rundown about what happened. As I owned um. Mara marathon digital earning and, and people if anyone all like two people listening to this are probably like god if he mentions Mara one more time where <laughs> i'm not gonna listen for the next six weeks in which case we'll be really upset but i purchased Mara. um let's see let me just give you a little bit of a hint at where i tasted it <laughs> I purchased it, it looks like the uh, 7th of May. And I purchased at around $31. And then it went down, 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 very far <laughs> down. But why did you, pur- like, who told you to purchase it? Where did you find this information? Um, there was a rumor that their earnings were going to be good. And in fact, like you can still find some of this like research. It's the, the research is basically like they're ratcheting up. Like crypto wasn't in the space. It was not. I did, crypto hadn't fallen as far as it had. And so like around this time, like I, I want to say in, a month ago, what was the Bitcoin? Uh, it was like, it had to be like 50 grand or something, right? And then Mara was, they're supposed to like double their or triple their output as far as like their Bitcoins are concerned. So like, you know, it was like, oh, well, this was all like really good news and they're turning the corner to be like a very profitable company. So I thought, all right, well, like we're going to get some good news here. And I wasn't the only one who, who did this. Um, so I, I made the purchase and it, and it went from $32 to $18 uh, over the course <laughs> of a few weeks. How many weeks? 
Uh, well, like week one, it had gone down to like $25 and it had, um, it, let's see, I think the first catalyst was that Elon said that they were no longer going to accept Bitcoin for Tesla's. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is kind of stupid because like he owns a bunch of Bitcoin. Right. So, or he doesn't like Tesla does. So like he, him tweeting that hurt his own like amount of money, but he probably purchased more. What's your, what's your hot, your current hotness meter on Elon? Um, Like on a scale of one to 10. Like how much, how much do you love him? Visually, aesthetically. Yes. (laughs) Nine out of 10. Uh, But (laughs) like, I think he is, um, I, people think he's a genius. I don't, I don't, like I listen to him talk and I'm like, I don't think he's like necessarily like the, the genius I thought he, like he think, hold on a second. John, what's, what's your take on Elon? I don't really pay attention to him, to be honest. Have you ever like been a fan of him? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of Tesla. I, I don't own any of it, but I really like that he was able to kind of break into the market and actually make electric cars an option so now all these other car companies can steal that technology or start their own businesses and do that awesome shit and he's pushing towards self-driving cars which is awesome so like i like a lot of his initiatives i just think that he's fucking crazy (laughs) yeah wait why is he crazy uh i mean he's it's got a massive ego and I, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't really know all that much about him. It just seems that he wants to be the savior of the world, but not what, necessarily know what he's saving people from. What's the difference between a visionary and just like a textbook narcissist? I don't know the answer to this question. Money? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you're right, but I think <laughs> there are there are textbook narcissists that have lots of money as well. Is it is it success? Um, I so one of the you ever watched the uh, documentary about like Theranos, like the Elizabeth whatever yeah. her name is, yeah, Avengers Endgame, yeah, Elizabeth Thanos, yes, Elizabeth her. And, uh, <laughs> Mike, will you get off the stage? Six K. <laughs> yeah, internet is terrible. Am I on fifty? Is it? Yeah, you're breaking up constantly. Every time you make the funniest face, it just freezes but on you. My internet is just telling me that it's unable. Ah, it's just unable. Ah, ah. that's that's unfortunate. Nice. I don't even know what what's eating my internet. Uh, so anyway, let me close out of something. See if that helps. So anyway, that goes like that, half your uh, Pornhub devs. Yeah. My computer will blow up if I do that. <laughs> that cannot, does not compute. It's like the jizz has formed a synapse between microchips. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so she, she took the, uh, uh, the power stones. This culture for like these CEOs to like 
Yes, to over like promise something, right? And Elon's done this before, but like the difference between Elon, Steve Jobs, and whoever and whoever, like these types of big name CEOs, is that they actually like deliver to some extent, right? They 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 deliver for the most part, and then they um, do it within like a reasonable amount of time of the deadline that they said that they were going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. But she offered to do something that just wasn't possible. But so Elon, one of the things that he's able to do is he, he's able to find that sweet spot of where like it's exciting enough to where you can do it in a reasonable amount of time and who cares? Like anything down here, like who cares? But so he's able to like meet that sweet spot where you can do something and people are like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like it's so cool that he thought about that. But like literally the guy's just like sitting around thinking about stuff and he can just go tell people and people are willing to line up and work for him. He's just like, Hey, make a hole underground. So cars can be going through it. And people are like, God, God, how did you come up with this? And I'm like, who are the ad wizards? (laughs) Mike, 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 to that, I would say like lots of people have had those ideas. That's what I'm saying. No, but nothing happened until he had those ideas. But that's what I'm saying. And and this is like, I guess this goes to your point about like John's point about the money. But my, my, my thinking is that he actually does the shit. So like, that's what makes him interesting and great. Like some of the stuff he talks about, like, I remember I like watched him in some interviews and I'm like, he's, he's not an idiot for sure. Like, but I, I don't, some people think he's like Tony Stark. He's not Tony Stark. <laughs> he <laughs> thinks he's Tony Stark. He's not Tony Stark. Like he, he's definitely smart, but he's not like a lot of the stuff he talks about is, is like surface level. Um, especially like the neuroscience and AI stuff. It's, it's interesting, but like, he's not like a leading um, scholar on it by any stretch of the imagination. And like a lot of these concepts he's been, have been talked about for years. Like it, it doesn't seem like he needs to be the, the scholar, or the leader. No. Like he no, I just, just makes those, he like manifests them in, into our reality. Right. I, because I think he knows how to run a business. I think that he's incredibly knowledgeable in those business aspects where it's like, hey, well, this, this is the goal. Let's think logically what, how to reach that goal. And then what do we need to kind of get there? What, what then he breaks down that and gets to the goal for that. Like, so I just think he's very good at goal management. And, and like what Mike was saying is, hey, here is our stretch goal. Here is where we think we're going to hit. Uh, here's where we're definitely going to hit. And so just have those three aspects and just let's fucking go for it. He, he basically, I mean, he took the Apple model and he applied it to cars and energy. Like it, 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 he didn't apply it to cars specifically, but he he's making his own ecosystem, as I'd said before, in like three, four podcasts ago, he's making his own ecosystem, but he's taking this Apple model where you deliver a product that people like, right? The fact that people are showing up to an event and then getting excited about him unveiling like a fucking truck. That looks like a doorstop. Yeah. I mean, like, I love that doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truck from uh, Halo. But yeah, <laughs> but people are excited about that. That's crazy. Like no one was going to the event when they unleashed the Pontiac Aztec. You know, people were like, uh, like this is an Aztec. <laughs> but he's able to create that culture around a business and he's creating an ecosystem which could uh, potentially be a contender for the local major like energy companies, which would be awesome in my opinion. 
um, because they have a stranglehold on local economies. But I just, I think he's, I think he's a visionary. I don't think he's like, I don't think he's as great as everyone says he is, but he's definitely remarkable. Yeah. My feeling on him. But I, I hate the fact, and I love the fact that like he tweets something out. He's like, I sneezed yesterday and people are like, oh, I'm, you know, Kleenex stocks are going way up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that, that's why I asked. Cause like, you know, the, every other night when I go on Reddit, it, the tide seems to be turning on him. There, there's more and more articles about like him being an asshole and like him not really being like us and him just being, you know, your average billionaire, like, I mean, Sir Gates. to be a billionaire, you have to be a fucking monster. <clears throat> you think so? You have to be a monster. You don't think there's a single billionaire that's not a monster? No. Why? Why? You, you know how much you have to exploit to get to unimaginable amounts of money? <laughs> you have to literally kill an entire small town in Africa to just like get that fucking that much money. What's the most money that you could make without exploiting or, or doing, doing an okay amount of exploitation? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think I mean like take Apple for example, like they were able to invest in China as soon as like it opened up and fucking those workers who build the iPhones and all that technology are Uyghurs. killing themselves are now Uyghurs who are now literal fucking concentration camps building that shit. Same who's with Nike. That, who's that Bill Burr that has a skit about that? And he's like, you guys think, but blood has to be shit for you to enjoy this. You know, it's great like, about jokes I, is uh, when they just kind of stop and then you continue. You're but like you missed the entire as your joke started <laughs> build up <laughs> and he's still frozen yeah i don't know but... i don't know what hold on let me let me log mike out and got a script to snares 56k dude it's, <laughs> a, it's the most solid connection I, apparently i'm already on it well, yeah but no i i, I generally think that you can't make a billion dollars without severely hurting a lot of people. John, have you watched uh, Bo Burnham's new special? I watched the first hour. I haven't finished it, but it's amazing. You you watched uh, his his Jeff Bezos song, or, or yeah. I think so. Yeah, Jeffrey Bezos, <laughs> <laughs> CEO entrepreneur, born in sixty four. <laughs> i i have a theory the reason that he made that song um i think he ordered like every piece of equipment from amazon and he's just like this motherfucker <laughs> probably <laughs> fucking hit the nail on the head right there <laughs> but i mean no i mean how bezos is exploiting all of the storage uh warehouse workers and yeah sure he's building a warehouse in the middle of nowhere fucking alabama where the median income is like $7 an hour. So he's doubling that, but he's fucking working those people to death. Literally people are walking over dead bodies to meet their quotas. Like there's one bathroom, in the entire six football field length warehouse. Jeez. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. You know how expensive a bathroom is, John? You're, 
your the soap you get from Amazon would be three cents more expensive if they had more bathrooms. I mean, look at fucking Chipotle. Literally, like they're they're raising all of the minimum wage finally to fucking fifteen dollars an hour, and burrito's gonna go up forty cents. That's fucking nothing. Dude, there there's a chain in uh, California called In and Out, and they I think the lowest they pay anyone is like fifteen bucks an hour, and that's like you know yeah. the guy that like flips the burger or whatever. And then yeah, they got burger it. is four dollars for like a yeah. double cheeseburger. It's four dollars. I know. It's it's that that's the whole thing. It's just like this whole minimum wage bullshit is oh it's gonna ruin these companies no it's fucking not you're just gonna ruin these companies outsourcing everything <laughs> oh this is a small mom and pop shop oh they can't afford anything well give it to the fucking walmart then <laughs> like have have people come to that shop it, it there, there's so many other factors other than just fucking minimum wage and minimum wage yes people are the most expensive part of any business but if you pay them and treat them with respect and give them the things they need, then they're going to be the best employees you can possibly fucking have. You're not going to just have this r- rotating door of cool. Let's have someone constantly training this guy, wasting their time, wasting my time of them training someone when they could just be the best employee I've ever had. John, what, what would Jeff Bezos have to do for you to not uh, consider him a, a monster? Uh, it's too late. <laughs> I, 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 what would the next Jeff be? pay his fucking taxes or, or somehow pay some fucking taxes <laughs> I think I think there just needs to be a different incentive I think that like you should get a tax break like you take the overall amount of profit that your company makes and then they take the uh, like amount of like people you employ and like the more people you employ over like a certain amount like and you pay them over 50 grand for like each person or however you percent uh, give it like a percentage that should be like your tax break like so if you are full employment and you're only your business is only making like limited amount of profit then like you get a huge tax break because you're employing a ton of people and you're paying them a living wage but if you're like just figuring out ways to like pay people you know five dollars an hour and like not let them go to the bathroom and watching them die um then like you don't deserve a tax break like that that's my thing uh, i i i don't know i that just sounds incredibly exploitable as well i yeah, just yeah, think yeah. that there are too many loopholes i think that we just need to say hey this is the fucking tax this is what you have to pay there's no way right. i mean i'm really excited about the international tax stuff i don't think it's going to really do anything but no. at least it'll start kind of mitigating some of that shit but that goes let's overseas just, let's just say like i don't know three percent no matter what you just gotta pay three percent no matter what like no matter what you do you what's that three percent is nothing they're not paying anything three percent yeah, i know <laughs> three times more than they're paying no, no well, three times zero still zero yeah it's still zero well, well then it's three times it's three times more if they were paying one percent <laughs> I, yeah, I feel no. like it should. The, I mean, like they're doing with the. I pay twenty-two fucking percent, if not more. Yeah, fuck that. You do. They you can do pay something. You can't spell slavery without salary. Well, what about what about celery? There, uh, there is another A. Look up the spelling of that one. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> 
think that there should be if if it's a small amount, then what is it bad? Is it still it's real bad? bad. It's real bad. Dude, like whenever you start talking, you're it's just like quick, stop working. Yep, when there I, it goes. When I talk to you, <laughs> this is crazy. I'm 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 so embarrassed. Should, you should call a snap oh, right God. now and ask him to reset his router. I don't know what the deal is. Anyhow, I need to get, I think I need a better up speed. What do you guys have? I've got that shitty Brian House or Spectrum, whatever it is. So it's only 10 up, but it's working fine. Dude, I live with three roommates. We have the most expensive internet on earth. <laughs> and I pay $30 of it per month. Mm. Nice. Mine's, mine's only $39, but it's like, I don't know, 120 100 over 20 or some shit. I don't know. But it's, it ain't working tonight. That's for sure. Nope. But, but I mean, the, th the whole thing about this whole taxing billionaires thing is like, I don't know how to do it because all of their wealth is from their stocks. All of their wealth is from their holdings. And because they're not necessarily selling anything, not spending any money, like they're not necessarily getting paid. Can you just it's just the business itself? Well, they do, but because there are so many loopholes because they have so much fucking money they can make even more loopholes for themselves and so that's what this entire thing's all about and if they don't get what they want in the u.s then they move to ireland then they move to the cayman islands and they move fucking anywhere else where it's like oh one percent tax rate well that, that's why that g7 agreement wasn't it like 15 percent minimum tax or something yeah but that's with the what i think it's the seven countries that are going to do it doesn't involve biggest, the Cayman Islands. Biggest countries. Okay, so it's going to move out of Ireland and go to the Cayman Islands, or it's going to go a place. Someone's going to start up a business in Africa or something. Switzerland. Switzerland. I thought um, they, they all agreed. They're like, we won't do that. If they're part of that, yeah. But they're if they're not, then why wouldn't they do that? Yeah, yeah actually, other countries could. Yeah. yeah. Actually, for like two minutes, I thought Trump was going to try to crack down on the, <laughs> the, the businesses who were sending money abroad. And he did something, but it didn't really work. Or he tried to do something. And then I was like, well, Biden's going to figure this one out. And then it's like, who am I kidding? Like these companies pay way too much money in lobbying for anything to actually happen. Like that's just the fact. Like he, we, you but, can't actually. But the funniest part is to lobby a congressman is like hilariously cheap. Yeah. It's not even it's, that much money. It's like it's like 30k. <laughs> not even like somebody on like several thousand dollars. It's like 3 to 5k. So yeah. like like uh Mnuchin or whatever. Like you got to get there like on Reddit they like laugh. They're like it's not even that much. They're not even giving him that much money. Right. Yeah. So that's sad. <laughs> well, J uh JP's idea he was like, we should start a people pack and just like every person of voting age, if every person of voting age in America paid $5 a month to this pack, we could outspend every special interest group. I mean, for a lot of people, $5 a month is a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever you can afford, if you can afford more than five. <laughs> And the best thing about it is like, who, 
who's going to be voted as the head of that, who who's going to have the power for that, and then what's to say that these other yeah, I'm not groups... saying it's going to work. I'm just saying <laughs> it wouldn't be that hard to outspend all the special interests. Yeah. It just seems, <laughs> hey, here's a money pit. Quick, throw money at it. <laughs> at least, at least it's it's our money that's paying off these politicians and not some scary, un, un faceless entity. Yeah, we will yeah. be part of the faceless entity. Yeah, there's the only way to get rid of that is to remove all donations from politics and yeah, that's just right. make it part of the tax code. That's it. Yeah. Ain't no putting that toothpaste back in the tube, I reckon. Nope. But yeah, uh, one thing I did want to kind of pull back is uh, I'm actually not doing any buys on my regular account, my brokerage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of hoarding up some money for when the market if the market does dip to just kind of throw it all into a, a few holdings. Why, so why do you think it's going to dip? Uh, I just want to have some cash on hand. Like I've basically been doing weekly buys. And so I don't have any cash. I'm just, Hey, every week I throw in some money and I just buy a percentage to get my kind of percentage holding. And I want to continue doing that for a very long time, but when the market does kind of do some pullback, I want to have some money on hand to take advantage of it. I think that's, I think that's really, I think that's smart strategy. Smart. Yeah. I think that that's generally what you want to do. It, and had you done that like three weeks ago when there was like that, there was like three uh, new team. You should turn your camera off. You know. What's that? Turn your camera off. How's that? Much better. Uh, So had you done that three weeks ago and you had cash on hand to buy, like think about it with like Bitcoin, right? If you'd waited till it hit 31,000 and you bought Bitcoin at 31,000, you would have made like 10% already. Yeah. Or more than that. But so like the idea of, what's that? 30%. 30%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever it is. Is, was that 40 something thousand 40,000 so any but uh, yeah easy right so the the thing is is that if you're able to do that if you're able to keep cash on hand like the problem is is like when stocks are going up it's easy to be like man this thing keeps going up i just gotta keep buying because like every time i buy i make more money i make more money but like when there's a giant dip you lose your ass and then you don't have any money to put into it so you got to keep that liquidity mm-hmm. how so, do you how do you know when to hold them yeah no one to fold them but then but then also when to fold them <laughs> um well the thing is is like it just depends on the stock right like if, if you're just want to get in and out and you want to like well, i mean i mean how how do you know when to hold cash and when not to hold cash well, there's some people would say that they like you put ten thousand dollars into the market, right? You're gonna like for me, I might say I'm gonna put like take six six thousand dollars and put it into long term holdings. I'm gonna take two thousand dollars and put it into short term gains. And I'm gonna take another two thousand dollars and just wait for those pullbacks to occur. But like generally speaking, whenever you invest any of your money, you should wait for pullbacks anyhow. Like I mean, you should- you're you're never gonna time the market. And so 
Well, I mean, you, you can though. Like you find levels of support and you you watch stocks as they move around. Like I put money into Ford and I, I didn't time it correctly, right? But I just the way that Ford's been moving, I thought, well, it's just a matter of time for, for Ford. It like jumps up and it levels out, jumps up and it levels out. I, I think a better strategy uh, would be to understand the businesses you're, you're investing in. I will for, first and foremost, just kind of have some full market ETFs. Just say, hey, this is my base. This is just what I want to kind of keep safe. And from there, find some businesses that, hey, I like this. I, I like the business model. I think it's going to grow and continue to do so and throw money at that as well. But what you do is because you already know what that company can do and what it does and, and how confident you are in investing in it, then you have some extra money for, let's say, hey, a bad news article comes out for whoever for that one of those investments. You're like, cool. Well, now it was at 200 bucks, but now it dropped down to 170. Let me throw a few thousand bucks in there to get it at a cheaper rate and continue to build what I know is going to be a solid company. Do, do yeah, I, I think that guys have a, uh, uh, a Roth IRA or a 401k that you're using right now to invest? Yeah. In I mean, I just do a lot of ETFs in, in my uh, Roth. You have a Roth IRA? Uh, 401k. Yeah. It's through your company. Mm -hmm. And you're allowed to like add more money and buy more stocks with, within that to a certain limit. Yeah. So then even if you sell, you don't have to pay taxes, right? Because it's right. pre-tax. As long as you don't mm -hmm. take that before you're 59 and a half or whatever. Right. That's awesome. Mike, are you doing that? <laughs> um, well, I I don't know. Like I, I was talking to my accountant and I, I said, well, can I even do that? And he was like, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. Day, I think. Or like a SEP IRA. Well, he was telling me that he was asking me if I want to put my, any of my tax return into a Roth IRA. And I was like, are you sure I can do that? And he said, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't get a chance to really talk to him about it. I just like, I wasn't really sure like what the concept was like to me, it's, it, I'm like, well, if I can do that, then I'm just going to do it myself. Like, well, I don't well, want you to like, like you, you would benefit from it because you like, you buy and sell so much and like, you know, your capital gains taxes at the end of the year might, might be, bad if you like actually do good which it sounds like you're doing um but if you do it all within a roth ira you can buy sell you know all day every day and you don't have to pay but, but there is a limit to what you can contribute every year yeah it's only but i yeah. i thought you made you made over the limit that you could have a roth that's ira. what i thought yeah. that's what i thought so but you need my account says for a, for well you can do a traditional ira still i believe yeah. You, can, you, sh you can always do a traditional. You just won't get a tax break mm -hmm. from doing it, but you can still have that. Well, no, I think even if you just do a traditional, as long as you don't take it out before you're 50. Now. Yes, but, but the whole reason, like if you throw part of your income into an uh, uh, IRA, if you make too much money or if you don't make enough money, then you get a tax break on the re remaining of your income. So it gives you an extra bonus to incentive to invest in that but if you make more than the allotted amount then you don't get any extra bonuses on top of that so that's one thing to note yeah um awesome all right we gotta wrap this up uh let's hear what what y'all is going to be watching this week into next john what are you watching um 
uh, like I said, I'm just kind of building up some cash to throw money at my current investments. Uh, and that's just all a big formula shit. Nope. Uh, I not not magic formula. My actual uh, brokerage account. So I mean, if there are any big dips in the big Fang companies, I'll definitely be throwing in that. Or if I I do want to start looking into options trading, but I don't have any time. <laughs> so eventually I'll I'll take a look at that. Hell yeah. Perryman, what about you? I, I'm with you on the options trading, John. I I, I of course am uh, following AMC very closely. <laughs> um, last last Friday it closed it closed at like $49. And Today it hit sixty four dollars and closed at fifty seven. How uh, can you not sell when it does that? That is that is like a feat of superhuman strength, my friend. Dude, I, like it, I I just believe in the original the original thesis of holding, you know. So as long as like that, you know, remains to be the game plan, I am, you know, I'm in full support of it. So I think that the shorts still need to cover. And I think once they do, this thing is going to go nuts. And there is potential for a uh, gamma squeeze. Let me see when the options chain ends. Um, there's a potential for a gamma squeeze, I think on the 18th. So if that happens on Friday, if AMC closes at like $70, or if it gets into 70 and it's trading at $70, it's going to continue to go up. Like it's going to go up. Like it theoretically could hit like a hundred dollars because all the market makers have to hedge their um, bets for the options trading. So then you're going to have a huge jump on Friday. If big word, if, if we continue moving, like if we close tomorrow in the like sixties, shit's going to look really good for Friday. And I think there's a big potential for uh, some major guns. Mm-hmm. Got to get those major so, guns. Do you, do you have any GameStop holdings? I do. Yeah. I do. I, I don't know if I'll ever sell GameStop. Ever? <laughs> That's a bad I, idea. I, no, I think GameStop... Um, GameStop still has a high short interest rate. It's actually like, I think I looked today at Fentel and it's like 21%. AMC is like 22%. But the GameStop still, I, I think it still make that spike. The problem with GameStop theoretically is, is that it's not doesn't have the same amount of volume that AMC is seeing on a day-to-day basis. I mean, AMC today saw 200 or 285 million shares purchased and sold and GameStop um, was 7 million. So, I mean, that, that that's kind of GameStop's problem, but I mean, it's still a decent amount of volume. It's just, I don't think it's enough to push it into the realm of where the shorts are going to be worried about having to cover. But like the fact that GameStop never went down as far as, uh, the shorts I'm sure wish would have, um, I think makes it still stock that you should watch out for. I just, I, I was more attracted to AMC because I, I actually 
think that the company's has better fundamentals than GameStop <laughs> for whatever it's worth. I know John doesn't like that idea, but um, I mean, they really haven't made much of a profit in the last five years. So which yeah. isn't a very long time, but yeah, but I, I, I don't plan on holding it for a long time, but it, it's, I, I do like it better than GME. So I'll say that, but so yeah, that's what I'm watching. I, I can't stop watching it. Right. Um, but uh, I'm also watching Palantir and Sensonics and Neo. So um and ford <laughs> like i said i i did purchase some ford Dude, hasn't and... ford been worth the same value since like 1982 um no actually ford's made like some really good progress here in, in like the last few months like i was gonna purchase it i made a I actually invested 100 shares at 1250 and it went down like for two days i'm like fuck this and then like last week or two weeks ago it hit 16 dollars. i'm like i'm an idiot <laughs> So, Dude, in 2016, uh, it was worth fourteen dollars. Yeah, um, <laughs> that that sounds about right. Spiked to sixteen on May 31st. Uh, yeah, it, it sucks. So it's a shitty stock. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, I mean, it cratered May like uh, last year. Dude, but also consider like the trajectory since uh, May 14th to May 14th to what's this date? June 7th. It it went up uh, $5. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. But do you I know mean, why? Well, a number of things. Mike's going super degenerate with this stuff. <laughs> No, I mean, they, 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 a thousand times degenerate gravity. <laughs> um, Ford, Ford's electrifying most of their fleet, and they came yeah. out with that new uh, electric truck, the Lightning. And I the think FISA. that um, people. <laughs> I make that joke anytime someone mentions an F 150, and everyone's like, yeah, cool. Anyway, <laughs> no one either gets it or thinks it's funny or both. hey just keep saying that joke until people think it's funny we'll just drive into the ground never stop <laughs> calling that car a pizza <laughs> it's hard to tell the difference <laughs> i mean the dash kind of throws you off but you know you read it read yeah it. <laughs> what do you call the i mean i guess the f-350 is still like a, a fiso as well <laughs> yeah, backwards, just backwards. It's for yeah. little kids so um yeah so i i don't know I, I it's it's one of those momentum plays i think there's still momentum left in ford here i mean i i think that uh i see like i said i i purchased some more around uh 15 and a half so i'm down on it right now but if you look at it on uh like over the last uh month you, you'll see that you know it it basically has done this it, it goes up it levels out it goes up it levels out and um i think that it's just one of those one of those stocks that that will continue to do that so um, i mean the I, highest it's been since 2003 2008 is what like 17 <laughs> it just so, reached 16 16 46 the other day yeah, but its all-time high back in 98 was like 35, 32 and a half. So 
Well, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, it, it, five years ago, it was that five years ago it was trading at $38. Not according to my sheet. Five years ago, it was $12. Yeah. No. I don't know if I can look at. Look at, look at May of 20. What year is this? God, what year is that? It's got to be 2015. My, my chart only goes to 2016. Oh, this is. Your no, chart. this is. Oh, this is a long time ago. Yeah, you look at the 80s. This 90s. is 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 20, all right, all right. 2011 they hit 1865 yeah that's been the highest in the it, last it's 10 been years on the move. no it's dude been on november 1st 1998 they were worth 32 dollars and 59 cents yeah 1998 uh, so well and and also back. in yeah dude and, this stock, also stock is the definition of value trap man it's like it's been the same value since 1984 like i just guessed that and i was like well, two years off I, I i think you're giving value trap a misnomer there there yeah. is value trap is when you see a company that has a lot of free cash flow or it's just like has a lot of really positive metrics but they're either their industry or they're the entire company just run terribly we're like hey cool this company was awesome and now I'm going to buy the dip, but it just keeps dipping. <laughs> That's a value trap. Oh, I my, my understanding of value trap was a stock that just stayed the same price forever. I mean, depending on, on how JP described it. Anyways. Well, like AT&T has been like whatever, 30 bucks for fucking years, but they pay or they used to pay a 8% dividend. And so it's just like, hey, holy shit. If you want a fuck ton of just free money, for a long time, do that. Yeah. So wait, there are certain wait, benefits. Well, then that's not that Ford used to Ford just uh, used to pay eight uh, percent dividend. Yeah, uh, AT and T. No, Ford pays a seven point six percent dividend. So same concept, right? Like they they just stay flat. They don't really innovate a lot, but they keep a lot of their investors happy and their stock price flat because they pay a high dividend. Yeah, except when. AT&T merged, it sent their stock downward. Well, they 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 needed to do that. The, the amount of fucking debt they had, like they would not have been able to pay their dividend. And that would have completely crushed them. Like they, those fucking idiots bought DirecTV. <laughs> so yeah, and yeah. a lot of other bad investments. So they spun off a lot of that awful stuff. So yeah, well, I think, uh... I don't know. I I think that we'll see here. Look, it's not my first time making a bad investment and being down a whole lot of money. <laughs> but uh, also, that same bad investment made me $400 this week. So Maybe, maybe that's why Mike doesn't need uh, a Roth or a traditional IRA because like, he, he goes way up, but then he goes way down. He's <laughs> well, just break even. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I, I made money on that bad investment on Mara. Uh, I yeah. think the, the moral of the story I was getting to on that, uh, as El Salvador decided to use Bitcoin as a currency. So, um, Spanish that, for the Salvador. Yeah, Ford hasn't 
they don't have a dividend anymore, so you're a liar. Uh, they used to. Oh. 7.6%. Well, you fucked that up. They don't do shit now. Well. Cool. Yeah. Uh, takeaways, uh, sell your AMC, put it in a Ford. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're good. Buy a Cybertruck. Buy a Cybertruck. <laughs> So you can oh. cyber cyber with your AOL girlfriend. <laughs> by, by the ASL model of the Cybertruck. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to be watching uh, the Bo Burnham special on Netflix for a seventh time. Look to I, the skis. And I'm, and I'm buying a uh, synthesizer tonight. <laughs> one that I bought 10 years ago. <laughs> Oh yeah, the Man. Korg. <laughs> yeah. And and dude, the, like talk about a shitty investment. Same exact price in 2021 <laughs> as I paid in 2008. <laughs> They're making money hand over fist with inflation. My god, 250 big ones for that bad boy. That's rough. Yeah, I'm going to make some uh, retro synth waves. Cool. So, well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. All right. All right, y'all. Well, like, subscribe, buy our merch. <laughs> merch. Yo, Donate. Smash that, smash that notification button, and we'll give you uh, a, a PS2. We'll send you a beehive <laughs> in the mail. We'll, we'll give you a <laughs> PS5 asterisk. It's going to be a PS2 and a PS3. <laughs> we'll send you a Ford Fisa. <laughs> <laughs> we're not financial advisors don't trust us <laughs> yeah i think we should have said at the beginning i think that's probably based on like what we're saying but <laughs> <laughs> probably dude i don't know man i i would subscribe if someone was willing to mail me a bee <laughs> <laughs> gotta save the bees somehow <laughs> that's why they're all dying because we've been mailing beehives to everyone it is a problem that's the real cause. All right. I'm out of here. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Yes. Go Enjoy. watch Bo Burnham special. Bye, y'all. We're sponsored by Bo Burnham. Bye. <laughs> Bo Burnham Doodle. To see the complete show notes, specific links to everything mentioned, and to download my free guide on the 14 ways to afford your dream life without really trying, please go to the show's website, anxiousfilmmaker.com. And don't forget to follow us on TikTok at anxiousfilmmaker and on Instagram at theanxiousfilmmaker to see short videos of the most valuable moments from this episode. And like Grandpa always said, stay interested and you'll always be interesting. Yeah.